You can't restrain Steve-O. Mark Stevens Football Update for Load Restraint Systems. Make sure your load safe with Australia's total range of cargo restraint products. Loadrestraint.com.au Yes, it's great to have Load Restraint Systems on board as the sponsor for our AFL editor, Mark Stevens, who joins us now on Big V Racing. And Steve-O, I think you're going to be full of sponsors soon because I've taken calls from Jayco and Raise Outdoors this morning as well. They were listening to uh, Breakfast with Half this morning and they, they want to teach you a few things out there in the outdoors. Well, the trouble is I've just signed a deal with Winnebago <laughs> International Company. <laughs> so it's more my style. So a driver home like the golf style, US PGA Tour. Yeah. Drive around in a, what do you call it? A motor home. Yeah. So Winnebago, uh, I've taken a call from their PR department. They're in touch uh, on Tuesday. Unfortunately, the long weekend's holding things up, but that'll be the next deal. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned this morning listening to you on the radio, steve when you said you couldn't reverse a trailer and you, you weren't into camping. But you did redeem yourself with your knowledge on fishing. I was very impressed. Yeah, and I found out Apprentice Mix are fishermen as well. So we're teeing up a fishing trip maybe early December, just when the streams are flowing perfectly. Um, I found out that he owns waders as well, so we can both wade through the streams and maybe walk into the bar for a drink afterwards. But one of the most embarrassing things that I ever did, actually, I, I hooked myself once uh, trout fishing uh, with the waders on, and my arm was actually stuck to the wader. Oh. I had to walk into a, a medical clinic in Jindabyne with my waders on, with my arm stuck to the waders. Oh, it go. wasn't a good look. And I needed you know, emergency surgery to remove a hook. So be careful out there if you're heading fishing this weekend. Yeah, it can be a dangerous sport, there's no doubt about that. I'm more of a, an ocean fisher, Steve. Maybe we could take you out in the Ballerine one day. And, well, I'm pretty limited. All I can catch is flathead. But anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll... <laughs> I'm not surprised. So heavy sinker, heavy line, yeah. um, brain sort of fishing. Yeah, we'll have a bit of fun anyway. Where are you off to this weekend? <laughs> I'm just heading down to Mornington Peninsula, actually. We've got a bit of a house down there. We've rented out a bit of a shack, so it should be good. Not taking a caravan, just <laughs> a uh, esky in the boot. So I've got the ice in there ready to go, and we'll... Do a few crosses through the afternoon as the footy uh, unfolds. Oh, you live a life of luxury. What's making news today, Steve-O? Well, still a lot of talk about Gil McLaughlin. He was at the launch last night uh, to, to kick off the season. Obviously, he said that the Tassie uh, deal hopefully will be done in May. We've got the 10th CBA negotiations happening. But earlier in the day, uh, the Commission Chairman Richard Goyder met with the heavyweights of the clubs, and he was still firm on the belief that Gil will finish up um, he told the power brokers that he will finish up after that gather round in April. So they're sticking to that line, even though there's continuing murmurs that deep down, I think the AFL want Gil to remain and perhaps are willing to pay more money to stay. I don't think there's a lot of uh, really big level jobs out there at the moment for someone of Gil's quality. So there's still rumours around. Of course, uh, Daniel Harper believes that uh, Gil might stay. But uh, the, the official word from the AFL Commission head last night was... Uh, he will quit on gather round. So it is intriguing, isn't it? We're going to round one of the footy season. We still really don't know who's in charge going forward. Is there a bit of a lack of confidence that the potential candidates from within the AFL are not up to the job? Is that why they are potentially looking at Gill staying on for longer? Yeah, potentially. There's no one really banging down the door like Gill was such an obvious front man. I think Andrew Dillon could definitely do the job, but he's not a front man at all. He's more... So it's like an accountant-type operator, ripping guy, but he's just very straight up and down. Gil's got that showmanship. I think the AFL needs a bit of showmanship at times. Uh, Andrew Dimitri had it. Wayne Jackson even had it. Jacko, Ross Oakley. They've all been characters, haven't they? Mm. 
So uh, Jack Hamilton way back in the time. So, look, I think it needs a bit of pizzazz. I, I still think Andrew Dillon's in the box seat, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I believe they were told there's five candidates in the mix uh, for the job. So that's the real simmering story at the moment. Of course, we're still waiting on the Hawthorne uh, resolution with the First Nations inquiry mm. there involving Clarkson and Fagan. So they'll coach on as normal for now, and um, hopefully we can get a resolution there. Hey, I know you were at the Captain's Day yesterday, which was great to get a lot of content from the AFL captains at Marvel Stadium. Uh, when you were doing those interviews, Matty Stewart asked me this question. He said, who do you think's the captain that's under the most pressure heading into 2023? And there's a few that came to mind. I think I went with Max Gorn just because of the fact the Demons went out in straight sets last year and there's so many people pumping up their tyres heading into this year. And, and there's that expectation from their supporters uh, around winning a premiership at the MCG in front of their own fans. Who do you think is the, the captain under the most pressure this year? Well, it's a question without notice. I think there's probably two. I think both captains at Brisbane are under the pump a bit. I mean, they've been talking up their list. They keep topping up. They need to probably deliver. But probably Tom Jonas at uh, Port. Because if they don't deliver, then Ken Hinkley will be out the door. They need to really produce something special. Ken, in the last year of a contract, they've probably underachieved don't you think, at this stage? And yep. their pre-season form's been pretty tepid as well. So I would say Tom Jonas, even though he's not a big name, pretty handy player, but hes uh, I would have thought he's pretty much under the pump. The other one, I think Darcy Moore's under some sort of pressure because yep. it's a difficult one to match last year. Can he sprinkle the magic dust uh, again at Collingwood and get up there? Because there's high expectations, and if they lose half of those close games next uh, this season, They'll probably miss the eight, so yeah. they're probably the three. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of those points that you make. I think everyone probably sees Port Adelaide in the same way heading this year, heading into this year, Steve-O, don't they? If, if they fail to fire, I think Ken knows his fate as well. So um, it's pretty, not predictable, but I think everyone's open to what's going to happen there, mm. depending on their results. Hey, um, another question. Yesterday, I know you watched a lot of cricket yesterday in India, mm. Steve-O. Um, gee, I was disappointed with the crowd. I re- was reading all these articles that they were going to break the world record for a, a test match crowd. And I must admit, looking on the television screen, unless they were all going to get lunch or they were at the bar or something, they weren't anywhere near it. Well, I was there for the first session um, and it went quiet. It was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? I think it was a sunny day. The excuse was they were all hiding up in the shade. But I didn't really see too much of that. I think what is it, 135,000 capacity? Mm. They had an IPL grand final there where I think they got 105. So they're never going to use that 30,000. It's a little bit ambitious, isn't it? Well, I think, think it was... they've over, <laughs> overdone it there? I just, I, I've, I've seen a lot of crowds predicted in recent years, <laughs> and that was the furthest off the mark that I think I've ever come across. Well, India's equivalent of Ticketek. I'm not sure what the rush was. <laughs> India Tech, I think it is. But um, they were, it wasn't exactly a rush on tickets. And look, it was still a good crowd for Test cricket, though, because you turn, tune into so many games in overseas countries in particular, there's no one there. Mm, mm. I mean, South Africa, the crowds are pretty poor. New Zealand, OK, but New Zealand look like they're playing country venues at times. It looks like you're sort of rocking up to Bendigo, the QE2 yep. in Bendigo. But... Uh, no, it was a good atmosphere. I thought it was a pretty lame day's cricket, to be honest. The middle session was the most boring session of cricket I've ever watched. But that was OK for Australia. They just prodded around. and I think Steve Smith would be pretty unhappy with how he got out. But would you prefer like a dust bowl sort of pitch that's chaotic um, and, and have a test for two days? Or would you 
Do you like that sort of slow-mo stuff we saw yesterday? I don't mind a bit of variety, Steve-O. I think it's good to have some matches where the batsmen have a chance to get in and get themselves a big score. and uh, It also gives the pace bowlers an opportunity to actually bowl because we haven't seen hardly any of them bowl over the last three test matches. You can't opening the bowling with spin bowling. I, I don't I don't know about that in test cricket. So I think yeah, a bit of variety right. is good. Um, and I think Usman Kawaja, he was the star yesterday on day one of that test match. And I'm looking through his numbers, Steve-O. So he's played 59 tests. He averages 46.39. Um, he's 36 years of age. Oh, it's one of the, He's one of those players I look at it and go... How did he not play more test cricket in his career when you consider how many times Australia have had batting collapses, um, you know, weak batting lineups outside of Smith and Warner? Uh, it's just one of those great um, question marks. Conundrum. Well, yeah, conundrums. Why did he not play more test cricket? Yeah, I think he just was always the first squeezed out, wasn't he? We had a pretty strong lineup, and look, in the end, he'll probably be he'll have a good career, but he won't get to the hundred tests and. You know, look back and maybe just underachieved a fraction. So, uh, you know, at 36, I think he could probably play till 40 at the moment, the way he's looking. He, he looks a uh, pretty relaxed operator. Um, so, yeah, well, I agree. I think it's it's bizarre. But the other issue, I think, yesterday, Travis Head would be kicking himself. I mean, people say, oh, what a great player. I think he gets out in soft ways too often. You'd be kicking yourself after that, sort of dancing down and getting caught where he did. That's true, although he did get Australia off to a great start, and it's probably set Yeah, but you need to go day. on with it. I mean, he set it up, but that was a tepid sort of pitch. You could have made a few, I reckon, out there. So the ball was doing nothing. You know, the spinners didn't look much, did they, on, on a flat deck? Yeah. No, it's hard to disagree. Hey, uh, Steve, I always love your insight, especially on a Friday, and I'm really looking forward to the season kicking off next week in the AFL because I think this segment on a Friday is going to be very interesting, getting your thoughts Ahead of the weekend's football action, and one thing we're going to do each and every week is this big big V multi, which, well, it just got off to a horrible start last week. We're probably just going to forget that it even happened, to be honest, because none of us got near it. Uh, as I welcome Apprentice Mick into the studio, he's going to lead us off here, Steve-O, with his selection as the first leg in this three-leg multi. Hello, Apprentice. Hello, Matthew. Yes, I'm going to lead us off with Shuffle Dancer in the third at headquarters in the Tab Cuny Stakes. This horse is up to a mile, which I only see as a positive for a very fit horse. It's it's gone for three on the trot. It's drawn well for a horse that operates just off midfield. And I think the big positive uh, of them all is that Ben Mallam holds the ride. His ride last start on this horse was one of the nicest rides in me- recent memory for me. He's a great judge of speed, and I think he will have shuffle dance in a brilliant position to grab the fear, uh, to grab the lead in the straight and be the winner for the big V multi. What do you make of that, Steve-O? So last week, he, Apprentice Mickey mm-hmm. staked his claim for a spot on the form panel on a Saturday morning. Didn't go to plan. So what he's done this week, I think it's pretty clever, to be honest. He's waited till Mark Hunter's given his best bet this morning <laughs> on breakfast, and then he's just gone away. He's written a nice script up, and he followed the best in the business. Not true, Matty. Not bad. Uh, the pressure's on. Well, I'm following Mark Hunter, too. Is that okay? Oh, why not? He, he's the best. Well, I'm going Bow and Declare for a place. I know that Bow and Declare uh, was um, the Rammer Ruffy today, so I think $9.50 at the time. Surely it's shortened after Mark Hunter's uh, spiel this morning on Breakfast with Half. But I'm being conservative today, going the place. I won't always do that, Matty. I know that you're a place type of guy. But um, <laughs> this week, um, we need to just get away to a win, and then we're going to unleash after that with win-only bets. 
Yep. Only Mark Stevens can get away with that, can't he? Calling me a place-only guy whilst giving you a place tip on air at the same time. I love your work, Steve-O. Uh, no, I think Mavon Declare's flying. I think he's absolutely flying, and he was terrific first up, and he's a big chance there tomorrow in the Australian Cup prelude. I'm going to finish it off, and I'm going to go a little bit left field. I'm really confident with the Aussies in India. I think they're going to win this test match. I think that pitch will break up a little bit as, oh, no. as the match goes on. They'll set a nice oh, total no. to chase. And at the 2.55, steve you can throw oh, no. that in your multi. No, we should have had a meeting before this. I mean, we should have a team discussion because that's not going to happen. India will make 4.5500 in their innings. If they had have had a chance to bat yesterday, it would have been ugly. I don't know if you think the... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the Indian batting lineups as strong as what it maybe has come across, to be honest. No, I don't. How long since Virat Kohli's made a Test 100? Oh, they're due all these blokes. Yeah, I they're mean, due. They're coming due. In at nine. No, they, I, think, I think this one might be a draw, actually, the way that the deck looks. But really, we should have discussed this because I'm deflated. I've given up already. <laughs> it's 20 to 1. So it's a third of the price of last week. We've given ourselves a little bit of a chance. Vown declared a place, shuffle dancer to win, and Australia will defeat India in Ahmedabad. And Steve-O, before I let you go, the Prez has sent in a text message. He says, Matty, I hope you have the dump button ready after Steve-O's efforts on Brecky Show this morning. Mm. Well, I've had some good responses. And, and you know, uh, the load restraint system, I make Dean Nelson very happy with my work. So uh, all you can do is please the sponsors. And I've got to say, Matty, was it Tony Lockett, your uncle's birthday yesterday? Yeah, it was. It was his birthday. Did you give him a call? What was his response when you gave him a tingle? I did have a brief chat to him yesterday. Uh, Put it this way, Steve, he's not a big fan of birthdays in general. Well, that's not surprising. (laughs) The grumpiest man in the world, Matty. All good. I love it. Steve-O, he says, Dean uh, from Load Restraint Systems is a big fan of Steve-O's work. There is no one bigger. uh, There is no bigger fan of Steve-O's work than Mark Stevens himself. Steve-O, great work. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up on Monday, mate. Happy to play my role, mate. Good work.